Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob. What a joy in my heart that we get to fellowship together regardless of our physical location. It's amazing that all of us can share of the same truth, of the same life and light that our Father has so preciously made abundantly and exceedingly available for us please let us thank him this morning father we thank you we give you all of the praise and the glory daddy indeed you we are not saying you are good because we must say you are good we are saying you are good because indeed we know we are testing the reality of your goodness what a father you are that you have poured the fullness of yourself into us that as we speak this morning we didn't have to cry or pray about it, but we're confident that the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us bodily, that we have become, you have chosen us as your living expression. You have made us life givers onto this earth. You have made us the light of the word. All I pray this morning is the grace that every heart who hears will understand, everybody all the eyes of our spirit, that means the eyes of our imagination, will open to see and to grab the fullness of what you have made us. Thank you so much, precious daddy, because we know that it can only, for us in this family, it can only get better and better and better for us as we continue to move into the reality of all that you have made us to be. Thank you, daddy. This morning, we heartfully acknowledge all the good in us because of you. Daddy, you are good, so we are good. You are perfect, so we are perfect. You are righteous, so we are righteous. You are holy, so we are holy. You are the blessing, so we are the blessing. You are the light, so we are light. There's no shadow of darkness in you. There is no shadow of darkness in us. There's no shadow of evil in you. There's no evil in us. Everything that comes out of us is the fullness of your grace. Thank you. What a perfect union that you have made and only you could have done this we give you all of the praise and the glory and everyone who thanked this morning with me will join your voice as we say amen and amen and amen amen is a word of agreement we agree that it is so we agree that it is true so this morning i will continue to explain further in detail the message of sunday Yesterday, I laid some foundation, and so I read the same scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 45 to 49. Amazingly, the brother Paul, the apostle, by the Spirit of God, helps us, helps us to understand clearly the position of the man of heaven and the man of dust. What I want to pick from there this morning is what he says, that first, the natural man first came. The man of the dust first came before the spiritual man. And you know that's true. Historically, that is true. But think about that. That is the reality of our life. First, you and I first began in Adam. We were born into Adam. We grew up under the knowledge of good and evil before we began to realize our spiritual identity. I think I'm going to do another message on resurrection to let you understand that we have, we, it is just now 
that we are being raised from the dead. That means we are being detached from the consciousness of Adam over to the consciousness of Christ. They, what it means that we are Christ conscious is that we know what is Christ consciousness. Christ conscious. What was it that was in Christ? Is it information about Christ? No, it was what was in the mind of Christ. What was in the mind of Christ is that he and the Father, they are one. Simple. That is Christ consciousness. Christ knew that he and the Father are one, that he's not separate. Even though he was a man walking the earth, he knew that he was God. That's the consciousness. And when you and I come onto that consciousness by the grace of God, like I said, impossibilities start to become very possible. Amen and amen. So don't forget, we began in the natural man, but we were never designed to remain in the natural man. Our salvation is a translation from the natural man to the spiritual man. Our redemption is from the man of dust to the man of heaven. Our redemption is from the systems of the world to the kingdom of God. Amen and amen. And so the traits and the characters and the features of the man of dust, we are delivered from that to live in the reality of the man of heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, Brothers and sisters, it don't matter whether you are part of this ministry or whether you are just following, which is okay. We all want together. I just want you sometimes after you listen to the things you hear, sit down and think about it, that it is just now that you and I have been awakened. It's not that this is when we started church, but we learn to be religious in church. We learn the activities in church. And don't forget, if we go by results, Many people produce results. If the only thing I can say is that, okay, yeah, you know, God is here because um, I hear testimonies of people getting healed. Don't forget, church is not the only place where people are healed in those ways. Church is not the only place where people give testimonies that they made money. And it doesn't mean that they killed somebody to do it. Okay, so, but there has to be something more. It's not, listen, the things we get is good. I've said that. But the greatest part of this is who we are becoming. The message is supposed to make us move us from our natural inclination to our supernatural inclination, to our human origin, to our divine origin. From the consciousness we had in the man of dust to the consciousness we have in the man of heaven. Amazingly, did you notice? He didn't call him God from heaven. He called him man from heaven. Maybe that's another subject for another day. But did you notice where we read in the scripture? He didn't call him the TPT. He didn't say God from heaven. He called him man from heaven. Praise God. Amen. And amen and amen. So now what we're doing is been each time we hear this message is calling us away from the features and thought patterns or characteristics of the man of dust over to the man of heaven. And we can only do that in the place of understanding. It's not ritual organ. It's not religious activity. It's revelation. Revelation comes by understanding. And so I moved on last Sunday to say that this truth, this what I'm going to say now, you need to write them down, underline them, meditate over it. I've told you, brothers and sisters, never listen to a message and walk away. If you are doing that, you are just fulfilling all righteousness. When you are done with the message, pause, even if it's five minutes, sir, even, and you know this, you don't have to do it whole day, actually, even if it's five minutes, pause and try to reconstruct what you heard 
in your mind. Try to reconstruct. Reconstructing it makes the truth firm. It moves you from hearing to understanding. It moves you from hearing to seeing what you are reconstructing. If you're not sure, go back. But just make sure that you didn't fill in the gaps. You only reconstructed what you heard. If there's something that was not clear, you cannot ask more questions. If there's something you needed to see more, you can look further. But don't listen and walk away. Listen, sit down and eat. It's like when you are listening, right? It's like you are just grabbing here and there, right? You are just grabbing the leaves here and there. You're just grabbing the food here and there. But when you sit down to think over what you are doing or to reconstruct the message over, what you are doing is masticating. You are chewing it down, right, to draw the nutrients. In fact, to do that is to regurgitate. It's like the thing that is the food in your stomach. Let me use the idea of the cows. It's like the food in your stomach, you're bringing it out to masticate it, to chew over it over and over. One, the more you do that, the more you extract the nutrients. Praise God. So, number one thing I said, which is true, is that we all possess in us the ability to create. Bible said, I give you power to create wealth, to make wealth. We all possess the ability to create. And when I say create, create, create is to give life to things. Don't forget what we are creating is in alignment with what has been created already. God is the creator, but he is in us to continue to create. Don't forget that. We are the God on earth that continues to create. Don't forget that. I know religious people may want to argue, but ladies and gentlemen, uncle, auntie, I beg, bro, since no verse, before you argue, think about it. Ever since we got here, nothing has fallen from heaven to move us forward. Nothing physical has fallen from heaven. Car did not fall down from heaven. The clothes that you wear does not fall down, did not fall down from heaven. The food that you eat did not fall down from heaven. Every the house you live did not fall down from heaven. Ever since we got here, nothing has fallen down from heaven to improve us or to move us forward. But God is in us to continue to advance creation. And so in us, we all, that includes me, that includes you. No matter who you are listening to this message, look at yourself as a creator. If you agree with that, if you understand that, that's why I said, don't listen and walk away. If you understand that, see that you are a creator. That means you can create what you don't have. That means if situations are not good, you can change it. Don't forget when I say you or I, I'm talking about God. Please, let me correct this. Don't when let because I used to make this this same error trying to differentiate between me and God. No, there's no difference, oh, uncle. There's no difference. When I say I now, it is the the I am that I am. When I say I, I'm talking about the God in me, and me and Him are one, right? Listen to this. That's why Brother Paul says, "Oh, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. That means I have died. Nevertheless, I live. But the life I live now is." Christ living out of me, that means me and him have become one. He said, I live by the faith of Christ. So when I say you or I, I'm talking about God in us. There's no, oh God, don't forget that religious mumbo jumbo. Don't go and start trying to be humble. Like, in fact, what I'm saying is in humility. Don't forget, we are not equal to God. We are one with him. Equality, for example, what is it that 
creates problem in marriages. What is it that creates problem? Oneness never creates problem. It's when we try to drag equality. That's what, what that's what creates problems. Nobody is one that creates problem. Oneness, everybody understands their positions. It's when we start to drag equality. We are not equal to God because he's God the Father. But we are one with him. Praise God. So there's no separate. When I say you are a creator, I'm saying God is a creator. Because I'm talking about the God that you are, the God that is in you. When I say I'm a creator, I'm talking about the God in me, right? That's what I'm talking about. In fact, by saying that, I'm acknowledging the presence of God in me. Praise God. Now, understand this statement very well and take it home. Take it home. You are a creator, beloved. Because God is in you and continues to create. Each time, beloved, you stretch out to help create peace in somebody's home. That is God working. Each time you sit down and you're trying to pray for pastor and try to use your imagination to create a beautiful life for pastor, to make the work easier for me, to make the work, to make the message. I hope you're doing that. To make the message go better and viral and reach more people. That is God in you working, beloved. Each time you express love, that is God in you walking beloved. You have become one with him. You are not separate from him. Praise God. Sir, if you acknowledge the truth and highlight this truth over and over and begin to see yourself as a creator, that means you can, you will, remember I told you last year, we sacrifice complain, Abby. We use uh, last year, December, we used to do bye-bye. We used last year to do bye-bye to complain. Complain is gone. Blaming anybody is gone. Brother and sister, let me tell you, you know the truth. It's not as if if you start looking for something to complain about, you will not see. But don't forget, life is intentional. God has given us choices. I didn't say that if you want to whine and complain and say things are terrible like in this country. I didn't say there's none, no. You will see plenty. In fact, they exist. But don't forget, ask yourself, at the end of it all, what are you bringing out of you when you complain, when you worry, when you murmur? What are you bringing out of you? That's the question you should ask yourself, beloved. Don't forget, to be a creator is to give life to things. And I've told you that we all possess the ability to give life to things. So the question is, what are you giving life to? When you complain and murmur, what are you giving life to? Think about that, beloved. That's what I'm not saying that, oh, or am I, neither am I denying, for example, in this country, uh, for some few days now, movement has been terrible because there's no fuel. Now, that's an opportunity for us to complain and whine. But don't forget what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, you don't know what comes out of you when you do things in that way. And so I can choose to sit down and complain and whine or murmur or, number one, readjust my movement or say to myself, I'm going to get fuel. I'm not going to queue. I'm not going to stress myself. But one way or the other, I'm going to get fuel. That's just it. Don't forget, life has to be intentional. And it doesn't matter wherever you live. If you can live in the best part of the world, you can live in America, you can live in Germany, in Lagos, I'm sure 
If you need to complain, when you wake up every day, there are there will be millions of things to complain about. Uh, in, in America, you can complain about IRS and the tax. Oh, you can complain about how you, your life is regimented. You have to go to work eight hours, clock in, clock out, no rest and stuff, stuff, all of that. Oh, when you get your paycheck and see the amount of money they have removed from your paycheck before the money even got to you, you saw the taxes, you saw the federal taxes, you saw the state taxes, and now you have to pay uh, the, the tax on your home, the neighborhood fees and everything, the everything everywhere is tax, tax. You can see that you can complain and complain. So there's no place in the world that we don't see. But don't forget, life is intentional. All I'm saying, beloved, every day we are creating something. Every time you think, every time you imagine, you are creating something. Let it not be worried, sir. I'm not saying, including I, I, thank God I live here like you. I'm not speaking to you from heaven. I have reasons to worry if I choose to worry. But, and sometimes do I get attacked by that? Yes. Sometimes I get enveloped with thoughts that want me to worry. But don't forget, life is intentional. I have learned to put my feet on the ground and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Then I change that. Praise God. Beloved, this right here, right, is the battle we have to fight. This is the battle. And li listen to me. The more you win this battle over and over in your mind, in your creative imagination, in your thoughts, the more you get better at staying at a good place. Praise God. So this morning, all I want to remind you this morning, my brother, my sister, you know, say, love day our heart. Everything I say to you, I say it out of love from my heart. Every time I sit here to speak or to teach or to pray or to do anything, I have one desire in my heart. That everybody comes to the fullness of what God has made us. That's, that's why I teach. That's what I, that's what is in my heart. That your eyes will open, that you see that you're not the poor person you think you are. You're not the broke person. You are not the useless person they say you are. You've no, you are not, you are no, no, you are nowhere anything that life has made you to be. No, you are better than that. You are much better than that. You are much better than that. And if you accept it, listen, this is not motivation, friend. No, this truth will mold your spirit. Clean up things and bring out the best in you. Praise God. No matter what that is, all you have to do, beloved, is to realize that you have a creative power. Even if what you're looking for does not exist, you can create it. That we are not going to, of course, those are the things I will, I will begin to share as we continue. We, we can't limit ourselves with what is existing. We can create things. We can create situations. We can create products. We can create services. We can repackage. We can modify things because we are what creators. So don't limit. If you're thinking about what to do next, where your life is going next, what to, don't limit yourself by what is in existence. Don't limit yourself with what everybody is doing. Imagine if when I, when I thought about ministry and getting into the ministry, think about it. Those who are around me know the truth. I was in a church where I had a very good position. I could have been given a parish easily. I could have been given members to start with easily. Those who are close to me will be a witness to this because they know how close I and my pastor here is. And we are still, in fact, we're even more closer now. Right? So I had everything so that there was no need to go out somewhere, go and start scratching from the beginning. I would have been given a place. I would have been given people to start with. I would have been given everything I needed to start with. But I knew in my heart that the truth God was calling me to teach cannot be expressed on such platforms. 
it will be a, I will be a heretic. I will be deceiving people, right? And those truths is what I'm sharing with you now. It's what you're enjoying now. You know, if I wake up and tell people, no, God is not going to curse you because you didn't give him 10% of your money, I would have been a heretic. So now, then I looked at every other thing. So starting this ministry is like starting all the way. And the things I thought about, because, for example, I used to ask them, why is it that if we have a need for money, we cannot just go and tell the people, hey, beloved, we need money for this. Come and help out. And when we get that money, we know it's okay. No, every time, everything has to be, there has to be some spiritual reason. We are trying to raise money to do something. They will come and start teaching people the, 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 how they can use money to tap into God's blessing. But the, the, the purpose of the service was to raise money. You know? I didn't want to do any other stuff. So starting this ministry was like starting anew, starting something that did not exist. The way we run the ministry, we don't have church workers. We don't raise money in the church. Nobody's under pressure at all, at all. Now it's like starting something new. So I had to start. Has it been challenging in many ways? Of course. But the joy of the Lord has kept us. Praise God. And so what am I telling you? Why am I telling you this story this morning? Oga? You don't have to limit yourself to what you know now. You don't have to limit yourself to what the world says you must do. You don't have to limit yourself according to your environment. No, you can create what does not exist. Isn't that why God is in you? To create. What solutions are you going to create that will change people's life, that will make people's life better? What are you going to do that will make mothers, you know, take care of their children better, that will make children respond better, that will make teachers teach better, that will make uh, people, make life easier. What are you going to create? Think, beloved. Some of you will get stuck because you are trying to run around the thing that is that your eyes can see. No, sir, don't forget. You possess this message this morning. The core truth of this message this morning is this, that you possess in you the ability to create. Praise God. I got tired in this country when every young lady asked, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a makeup artist. Why? Because everybody's a makeup artist. You see, that is what I'm talking about. You are not being creative. You are just following what everybody is saying. But look deep down in your spirit. God will show you a light. And you will know it is because when you got there, it will reconcile many things. And first, first among all is the peace and joy that is present even before you see the physical manifestation. That means you are in need before it starts to happen. Again, don't forget, this message this morning is to help you know, if you listen to this message this morning and you don't see that you have a creative ability, and that creative ability is to give life to things. If you don't understand that, then you didn't understand the message. If that is not clear in your spirit, you didn't understand the message. Please go back and listen over and over and over again. Praise God. Amen and amen. Let me stop here and I'll come back to you again this morning. Don't forget to help me to continue to spread the message as much as you can. And this morning, you have been served. Shalom.